Welcome everyone, and the title of today's message is Simon Peter, the man who became a rock. The scripture we're reading from is Matthew 10, 1-5. That's when the twelve disciples received their instructions for service. It says, Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority and power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Now these are the names of the twelve apostles, the special messengers, personally chosen representatives. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Judas, not Iscariot, Simon the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. Jesus sent out these 12, in, twelve, instructing them, Do not go among the Gentiles, and do not go into a city of the Samaritans. You know, when I get to heaven, one of the first people I want to meet is Peter. There is just something about him. I don't know if I'd feel at home with John, who was strong and loving, or Paul, who was brilliant and unbending, but I think hanging out with Peter would be awesome. He was a mixture of strength and weakness, of courage and cowardice, of faith and of doubt, and of wisdom and of foolishness. Galileans like Peter were often quick-tempered, they were quarrelsome, they were impulsive, they were courageous, emotional, and they were quickly roused for adventure. In Mark 1, 16-17 it tells us, As Jesus was walking by the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, and Simon's brother Andrew, casting a net in the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me as my disciples, accepting me as your master and teacher, and walking the same path of life that I walk, and I will make you fishers of men. So Peter was a fisherman who left his nets to follow Jesus. 1 Corinthians 9.5 tells us Peter was married. It says, have we not the right to take along with us a believing wife, as do the rest of the apostles and Lord's brothers and Cephas, who was Peter? We also know that Peter lived in Capernaum, which was probably Jesus' headquarters at the time. Mark 1, 31 tells us that Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law, right there in Capernaum. This was while Jesus was healing the crowds. It says, And immediately immediately they left the synagogue and went into the house of Simon Peter and Andrew, accompanied by James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was lying sick with a fever, and immediately, immediately they told him about her. Jesus went to her, and taking her by the hand, raised her up, and the fever left her. And she began to serve them, as her guests. Peter was the leader of the apostles. It talks about this in Matthew 10 too. It says, now these are the names of the 12 apostles, special messengers, personally chosen representatives. First Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John his brother. So Peter was the first in this case. 
and first means the chief. He was not the kind of leader most of us would want today. You know, a smooth promoter, a skillful organizer, a guy that everyone likes. He would seem more like the guy that would blow up the church instead of build it. Yet in every list of the 12, Peter is mentioned first. You know, Matthew 10, 2-4, Mark 3, 16-19, Luke 6, 14-16, and Acts 1, 13. He's always mentioned first. Peter had four names. He was called Simon in Mark 1, 16. As Jesus walked by the seashore of Galilee, he saw Simon, Peter, and Simon's brother Andrew casting a net in the sea, for they were fishermen. And Matthew calls him Simon, called Peter. He was also called Simeon in Acts 15, 14. It says, Simeon, Simon Peter, has des- described how God first concerned himself about taking from among the Gentiles a people for his name to honor him and be identified with him. You'll remember that Jesus gave him a new name, Peter, in Mark 3.16. He appointed the twelve, Simon to who he gave the name Peter. The Greek and Aramaic word for Peter is Cephas. Most people had two names in that day, their own name, in their own language, and then their Greek names, since everybody spoke Greek. But then there was Peter with four names. Jesus called him the Rock. Peter resembled clay more than he did a rock, though. A rock is firmly set, solid, immovable, and silent. Peter shifted easily and was never silent. He had clay feet, hands, and tongue. He had many weaknesses, and he made many mistakes. In Simon's Becoming a Rock, we see the depths and the heights to which God and his creative love will go in making a life. Jeremiah compared humans to clay being molded by the hand of God. Few characteristics of rock appear in Peter's life. He talked too much. The first time Jesus foretold his coming death by way of the cross, Peter was horrified and protested loudly. Jesus rebuked him. Peter was a loudmouth. He'd been known as the mouthpiece of the apostles. He was overconfident. One night, we know this story, one night in a violent storm arose on the sea, all the disciples thought they were going to die. When they looked out of the boat, they saw Jesus walking towards them on the water. And Peter replied to him, Lord, if it is really you, command me to come to you on the water. As we know, Peter jumped out of the boat, started walking on the water. Then he looked around, saw the waves, and he began to sink. When the disciples were sitting at the Last Supper in the upper room, Jesus made a prediction. You will all fall away because of me this night, disillusioned about me, confused, and some even ashamed of me. For it is written in the scriptures, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Peter spoke up. Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. His overconfidence and ego are evidences of his weakness and frailty. If we could only know ourselves. You know, pride is a great deceiver 
And many of us have fallen because we were self-sufficient. Peter misunderstood the way of Christ. Judas and the soldiers came to the Garden of Gethsemane with lanterns and torches and weapons. Judas said, Hail Rabbi! And then he kissed him. One soldier reached reached to take Jesus and Simon Peter pulled his sword and cut off the soldier's ear. He probably wasn't aiming for his ear, however he was trying to cut his head off. What courage and strength he displayed. Yet Jesus again rebuked him because he misunderstood the ways of the kingdom. Peter was impulsive. One evening the disciples began fighting about who was the greatest in the kingdom. Jesus got up from supper, took off his outer robe and taking a servant's towel, he tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into the basin and began washing the disciples' feet and wiping them with the towel, which was tied around him. When he came to Simon Peter, he said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied to him, You do not realize now what I am doing, but you will fully understand it later. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. We can have nothing to do with each other. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, in that case, wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, Anyone who is bathed needs only to wash his feet and is completely clean. And you, my disciples, are clean, but not all of you. That's John 13, 4-10. Peter and John ran towards the resurrection tomb on Easter morning. John outran Peter, and when he got to the mouth of the tomb, he stopped. But Peter just bolted straight in to see what was there. What an impulsive, spur-of-the-moment, variable creature Peter was. He was a high-low personality, capable of great heights and great depths. He was like so many of us. One day we're on a mountaintop, the next day we're down in the valley. Jesus called Peter a rock, but Peter seemed to be more like clay. So weak, so variable, so impulsive, so changeable and so full of faults. How did he grow and develop into a rock? Peter became a rock. Negatively, we can say three things. Peter became a rock because he did not become offended by a strong rebuke. Peter could take a severe rebuke and still remain loyal. Peter did not let failure ruin him. Jesus was on trial in the courtroom and Peter was outside warming himself by the fire. Tells us in Matthew 26, 69-70, Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard and a servant girl came up to him and said, You too were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you're talking about. After three denials, a rooster crowed, just as Jesus had prophesied. Peter failed, but he did not let a failure ruin him. He came back. Peter did not quit because of a disappointment. He was disappointed in Jesus. He thought he was to be an earthly messiah who would lead great battalions. 
He thought Jesus would overthrow the Roman Empire and free the Jewish people from bondage. He was disappointed, but he did not quit. Positively, let's think of some reasons how Peter became a rock. Peter dedicated himself to God. On the morning of the resurrected, Jesus made breakfast on the beach in, in John 20, sorry, 21, 15 to 17. It talks of the love motivation and says, So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? The others with total commitment and devotion. He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you with a deep personal affection as for a close friend. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. Again, he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, shepherd my sheep. Then he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me with a deep personal affection for me as for a close friend? Peter was grieved that he asked him a third time and said, do you really love me with a deep personal affection and a close friend? He said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Peter had passed the love test. He promised to be true and to shepherd the flock. Yet Peter gave everything he had in the service of God. After he was filled with the Holy Spirit at the day of Pentecost, he held nothing back. He preached the message of God and 3,000 people were saved. Peter's sermon started very clearly. It said, But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea, all of you who live in Jerusalem, let this be explained to you. Listen closely and pay attention to what I have to say. Peter was courageous in the midst of opposition. When Peter and John had been arrested and were warned not to preach again at the risk of their lives, they went back out saying, we must obey God rather than human beings. Peter was courageous in the face of trials and difficulties. Peter was a man of missionary vision. In Acts 10, we see him opening the door of the gospel to the Gentiles. He saw the universal reach of the gospel. Peter laid down his life for Christ. According to tradition, he died a martyr for his faith. He was probably crucified just like Jesus. As we finish up, as Peter was a man of clay with evident weaknesses, he became a rock of strength by following Christ. So can we become strong and secure disciples if we're willing to commit to what God has for us.